genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, the leaving of, I don't know, a ghost army at a time. I I was struggling there. (laughs) I'm Norman Mitchell. (laughs) I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're talking about Minute 174, which begins with Eowyn starting to cry and ends with Aragorn to the Ghost King saying, I hold your oath fulfilled, Mm -hmm. go. And then there's a little more that we'll get tomorrow. Yes. Now, what happens in this minute? No, it's a very quiet, moody sort of... um, I mean, whenever there's like an establishing shot, it... It takes up so much time. Yeah, yeah. Because they just really take their time on them. Mm -hmm. I do really like the, the way that this shot establishes. So Theoden is dead now. Yes. Eowyn breaks down uh, over him. Mm-hmm. The score kind of keeps building a little bit. And we move from the passing of Theoden to all this sunlight breaking through the clouds, which I think is uh, probably a very intentional visual cue of like the passing of Theoden's spirit. Oh, that the clouds break and the sun comes down as he passes out of this world. That's so sad. God, her little sob kills me. Yeah, it, it it's effective. Uh, but that's the the sunlight thing is one of the things that, that stuck out to me watching this as a singular minute. I, you know, I didn't even notice that happening. Um, yep. And how many times have I seen this? I don't know. Because <laughs> when, when that shot happens, the establishing shot with the miniature mm-hmm. of Minas Tirith and everything. I'm always focused on the miniature, I think, and yeah. not on the battlefield. Um, but yeah, there's like a few rays of sunlight. That's really it looks really pretty. It's like gorgeous. Yeah. Um where is Gandalf like where are Gandalf and Pippin approaching from in regards to this standoff that's happening between the Ghost King and Aragorn. Because... The city is behind the Ghost Army. Yeah, the city's behind the Ghost Army. So, like, Gandalf and Pippin were in the city. Where are they standing? I don't know. Cause where the, do they come from? Uh, because you know what you I'm talking me. about, right? Like, yeah. the way that the sh- it's the edited... the city isn't behind them. Right, the way that it's edited, um, it looks like Gandalf and Pippin are looking at Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli from just to the right and behind them. Like, they are approaching from behind where Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli are standing. Yeah, the way the camera turns around and everything, that's the sense it gives you. But if you are looking in the background of where Gandalf and Pippin are, you can see a mountain range or a hillside in the background. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't know if that's supposed to be the mountains behind Minas Tirith, or if that's supposed to be Mordor in the distance. But if you compare it to the establishing shot, this is, I'm going deep here. 
But if you compare it to the establishing shot, I think it's supposed to be this hillside you can see in the distance on the right side of the frame past where the the outcropping of Minas Tirith is. You can see this hill yeah. that rises up near the middle of the frame headed to the right. So I think that Gandalf and Pippin are somewhere to the right of the gate of the city looking sideways across the battlefield where the ghost army is because the shot of the ghost army where you can see the city in the background would be a diagonal shot looking through Aragorn through the ghost king past them at the hill on the left so I think that Mary or that Pippin and Gandalf are actually supposed to be somewhere on the the left side of where this all is. Okay. Looking through the ghost army at Aragorn. Yeah. I mean, I that would make sense from the lighting. Yeah. With the sun and everything. I just I I think the way it's edited together is is a confusing. little confusing. Yeah. You know what? Like blocking. The way it's edited together for this minute is confusing yeah. because honestly when i'm watching this normally like a normal freaking yeah, cares? <laughs> you don't notice stuff like that yeah no but like you know um this is just whatever they had for a I shot think, of gandalf and pippin across yeah. the battlefield do you think that this is um footage from the later shot where pippin is looking for mary it might be it's just kind of dropped, dropped in. it in yeah yeah because it makes no sense for them to be on this battlefield. No. They were in the city. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't make any sense at all. It's just a little insert shot because I think they wanted uh, a view of Gandalf reacting to this. Yeah, Gandalf's like, whoa. I don't know what else he would have been reacting to. Yeah. Uh, Just to try to think of something else that he would have seen out here on the battlefield. Um, But his... Given who Gandalf is... It wouldn't be surprising if this was initially framed as Gandalf coming across Eowyn and Theoden. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, especially given how Gandalf seems to feel about death in general. Yeah. I love Pippin's um, expression. Like, what the heck did I miss? Like, yeah. He's like, what? <laughs> but this could ju- that could still just be... That, that, that could still be... That could just be read as amazement at how much death there is outside the city wall. Yeah. No, I mean, like, he he looks, like, shell-shocked to begin with, but then, like, he gets this, like, very concerned, like, what is happening, like, on his yeah. face when he comes from uh, around Gandalf. Um, yeah. I mean, if this was a drop-in shot of something else that they had filmed it for with these two, that sort of what the hell is this? What did I miss? Could be Pippin seeing the Mumakil body. Yeah, that's true. Which that's is true. right near where Theoden died. That's very true. So it, I think it's confusing. It totally looks like an insert shot that probably served another purpose. Yeah. Originally. Yeah. But it just, they just stuck it in here because they wanted a Gandalf reaction shot. Like that, that's pretty good. We'll use that one. Yeah. Uh, we move to, to the ghost army all standing here and Gimli asking a very important question. Why would we let these go? Yes. Um, that's my question. Like, Aragorn had rallied them, you know, to fight for him. Did he ever specify that it was just this battle? No. But the oath that they broke was to... De- I believe the oath that they broke is intended to be the defense of Minas Tirith itself. Okay. Not showing up to defend the city. So now that they've done that, 
their oath is fulfilled. Plus, the this moment is supposed to be uh, Aragorn being noble and not selfish. Right. I don't think being able, like, saving the world is selfish. Right, but not, not holding them longer than absolutely necessary Did is like a noble negotiate? thing. I don't know, maybe. We didn't see any they of that. They should have negotiated terms. I'm sorry. Should have read the fine print. Right, like, that's, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. In this scene in the daylight, there are more similarities, I think, between this effect and Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. So I see why they just were gonna, mm, let's use as little of this as possible. But I mean, like, even in the, um... Even in the book, the ghost army doesn't show up at um, the Black Gate, does it? No. The I, ghost army's just here for this. Yeah. So, like, Which they must have I negotiated, the, right? I think it, it has to be something like the original oath was to defend the city. And now that they've done that, to hold them beyond that would hold them beyond the oath they originally swore. Technically, the defense of the city, the city needs to be defended as long as Sauron is there. Because Sauron will not stop. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what you would extrapolate, yeah, but I think it, it's specifically because the oath was originally to defend Minas Tirith, they've now defended the city. To hold them to hold them beyond that expectation would be to hold them beyond their original oath, which would not be the right thing to do. They are, they're traitors, dude. Yeah. But it's not about that. It's about Aragorn being better than all of that. I, I just, come on. I Maybe I'm... You know, maybe I'm not fit to be king. Maybe. <laughs> not a good king. I would be a just king. A just king. Yeah. Fair. I have the capacity for goodness. But, like, the defense of your city needs... I mean, maybe because technically, I guess, going to the Black Gate is an offensive as opposed to defensive. Yeah. But, like, whatever dumb dude all like there's so many dead um like horses and 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 rohirrim now like who who's gonna like i mean they show up they show up at the black gate with still a whole lot of guys yeah that's true but i mean in the, in the book they also show up here with elrond's sons and back up from the dunedain but there's just no way to establish them in the movies. I wish we saw Elrond's sons. They'd be so pretty. Right? They, th- you know Two what? tall, slender, dark-haired elves. They don't even have to, like, they don't even have to talk. So I can't remember. It, they just I, gotta stand there and look pretty. What are their names? One of them's uh, Elro here, but I can't remember the other one's name off the top of my head. It also starts with E. Oh, yeah, for sure. But Arwen's doesn't. Yeah, I, I can't remember the other one's name. I know one is Elro here. That's the, that's the one I always remember. Um... Tara's going to be really disappointed in us. Because yeah, for not lo- remembering them both. She loves them. Eladon. There we go. Eladon and Elra here. Seriously, though, all they got to do is stand there and look pretty. Yeah. Do some cool elf stunts. That's what Legolas is for. Yeah. But, like, Legolas talks sometimes. <laughs> yeah. They felt like they had to justify... Give me more elves, Norm. Yeah. I mean, this, this, scene is, this scene is just they felt like they had to justify the ghost army disappearing. I mean, yeah, no, that, that's fine. But, like, I'm, I'm like, was, was there... It is a narrative problem. Was there a contract? It, were, were there witnesses? Like, 
Yeah, it's an issue. Don't get me wrong. It straight up is a nar- narrative issue in the in the story. Uh, it's it's a more real narrative issue than say the the eagles just bringing them to Mordor because the Nazgul are there. It's the reason they can't do that. Also, they're not their ta- your taxi service. Yeah, they're you know it's a separate sentient being. Come yeah. on, guys. I mean, Gandalf could have been like, they're hey, not Uber. Like, can you help a brother out? But like, yeah, but then Gwai here would take just Gandalf. That's fine. I think just you, Gandalf and Frodo both. Yeah. He's, again, I was like, well, the halfling has to carry the ring. He's like, well, he doesn't weigh very much. That's fine, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Can I drop him in the volcano <laughs> with the ring? Is that fine? He doesn't have to drop the ring, right? I can drop him? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and let's be, let's be real. The eagles are noble, but they're also kind of dicks. Yeah, dude. I guess that's the kind of king I would be. <laughs> they, um, they're like the Ents. They, they, they live here. But they have no, right. like, stake in this. I mean, they do, because the world's going to end. You're but, part like, of this world, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because their their origin is the same as the Ents, you know? Something to defend the natural world from everybody else. Plus, the only eagle that owes Gandalf anything is Gwahir, right? Right, but, who's in charge. Yeah, but, like, I feel like his people would be like, okay, you know... Uh, no. Um, being called Being called, like, a taxi... Is kind of demeaning. Yeah. Can we stop this? That's what I'm saying. Like the ghost army is kind of more of a narrative problem because of how it's just hand waved away. Yeah. There's there's not really a satisfying like eh, okay we're good. No this this is this is just uses a moment to be like well Aragorn's not selfish about it we're just gonna move on. Yeah, I guess. Because I understand. Let's... I mean I understand it. It's just like really, dude. At minimum, keeping the spirits of the dead locked on earth then you're a necromancer is is not a good thing to be doing flat out whatever dude they are they they would necromancy is evil they would still be stuck in that mountain if it wasn't for aragorn yeah but aragorn had to fight this guy he was gonna die yeah well aragorn wasn't gonna die he was he's totally cool no i mean like you know the ghost king was like gonna kill him well he was gonna yeah I mean, he couldn't kill Aragorn. That's the thing. Was the intention being... was to kill him. Yeah. He could have killed Legolas and Gimli, though. Yeah. So, like, they are already an evil army. Yeah. Use them. It is a resource, Norman. Use it. Using the power of evil is evil. Whatever. That's why you can't use the ring as a weapon. Okay, fine. Fine. But, like, at minimum... Maybe I wouldn't be a good king. <laughs> at minimum, binding the spirit... Of a, of a dead You're person. You're not binding it. It is bound to Aragorn. Oh my god. Dude, just be like, hey, can you stick around for like maybe three more days? Like like three days. What's three days in like, um, like as opposed to like a millennia? Like how long were they stuck in the mountain? I mean, you're, you're negotiating with ghost slavery at that point. It's not ghost slavery. They have to do what he says. They're ex- under his explicit control. Oh my god. <laughs> These are the spirits of the dead under his explicit command. Dude, all I'm saying, Necromancy King Aragorn would be way cooler than, like... Well, then he wouldn't be a good guy. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. But yeah, there's there's not anything else to talk about in this minute. (laughs) Ghost Army. Ghost Army. You gotta write him out of the story somehow. Yeah, I know. I understand it all, but, like, come on. Gimli, I, I agree with Gimli. They're useful to be sure. But you are, 
you are going against the will of a dead spirit. <sighs> free will, come on. No, oh, I know it's free will, but like they, they of course, their started, original will was to they murder. started it. <laughs> All they wish to do is murder and be traitorous. Exactly. It still that doesn't make it better to control them. I don't know, man. One good deed does not end like. Freaking ghost army. Ghost army. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't fit in a black and white morality tale for Aragorn to continue to hold the will yes, of these I, I'm three aware. spirits hostage. No, I understand. I just. I agree with Gimli. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> we'll does be... that make me a terrible person? <laughs> it makes you not as good of a person as Aragorn. That's fine. Aragorn is way better of a person than I could ever hope to be. <laughs> yes. Apparently. Even though he, he tries to ghost everyone in his life. Was that a pun? Because come on, man. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we'll be we'll be back tomorrow uh, to see the ghost army be gone uh, and then finish out the week. Uh, if you want to continue the discussion about whether or not this makes sense, how the ghost army goes away, uh, you can head over to the Facebook listener group, Fellowship of the Mike. Instead and, of and a dark lord, you would have a queen. <laughs> Necromancer queen Galadriel. No, I'm talking about me. Here you go. But yeah, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about Minute 175. Bye. Bye.